You're with 702. This is Africa Malali on Early Breakfast. Uh, the Finance Minister Inokonongwane delivering his budget speech yesterday. Um, difficult, uh, I suppose, treacherous waters, some would argue, that he had to navigate uh, because it is an election year. Uh, and uh, we having a country that is realizing uh, underperformance as far as economic growth is concerned and therefore revenue and the ability for the re- um, uh, revenue services to collect money uh, is dwindling. But at the same time, spending unfortunately is not being curbed. So he had a tightrope to navigate and he found 150 billion rand in the gold and foreign exchange contingency reserve account, which means that the um, budget cuts he was threatening at the medium term budget policy statement in October, November last year were not realized, at least not to the extent that he was promising. Matthew Parks is parliamentary coordinator for COSATU. Matthew, COSATU was protesting outside uh, City Hall yesterday um, ahead of that budget speech, in part, I imagine, because you were opposed to the idea that you would cut budgets uh, for essential services and some of the uh, more important services in South Africa. Were you pleased with what he delivered yesterday? Good morning. Uh, good morning. Look, it's a mixed bag. There's some parts that are disappointed with. We do appreciate the Minister for Right, uh, Matthew, for, for whatever reason, that line is just uh, problematic, I'm afraid. So let's try and either get you on a different line or ask you to move to a part of the room that you're in right now where we'll be able to hear you because it is essential, I think, we hear your voice um, as far as your reaction to that budget delivered uh, by the Finance Minister uh, yesterday. Um, over the next three years, 150 billion rand will be drawn from the gold and foreign exchange contingency reserve account. Um, once a proposed settlement agreement between National Treasury Uh, Treasury and the South African Reserve Bank is finalized. The necessary legislation was tabled yesterday, the GFACRA defrayment bill uh, alongside the budget of 2024. Let's try it now, Matthew. You were saying uh, it was a mixed bag for you, the budget speech by the minister yesterday. Ah, yes, and hopefully you can hear me okay now. Much better, much clearer. Thank you, Matthew. Okay, we'll move an inch. Um, Look, it it is a juggling act for the minister. He has to deal with many multiple crises. Um, from a 41% unemployment rate, the issues of load shedding, the challenges facing transnet and I municipalities, mean, many state-owned enterprises, the problems of crime and corruption, and also a very slow economic growth rate. So that's always going to be a difficult balancing act. Um, and of course, the finances are just limited, to put it politely. But we had really hope, precisely because of those challenges, that he would come with a more aggressive approach. Um, there are some good things in the budget. Um, there's a few new things, but... We just didn't feel that it was going to be strong enough to kind of really push the envelope on all these crises we're facing, especially just to grow the economy. Because fundamentally, at the end of the day, the real solution to all of the issues, including you know the revenue for the state, paying down the debt and all of that, are to grow the economy. If companies can thrive, they can create jobs, there'll be more taxes the state requires to finance services. And I think for us, we get frustrated with changing that. The approach they take often is that, well, we're in a fiscal crisis that's cut down on expenditure, um, and we're, we're actually, we're in a fiscal crisis, not because of the debt. The debt is a symptom. That's because the economy is not growing. That's the issue. If you have the economy is growing, instead of having the tax, then it needs to, to find its various options. But look, there are some good things, and there also are some disappointing parts, too. All right, let's go into some of that detail then. Let's start with the good things for you. What were the good things uh, in that budget yesterday? 
Sure. So, so look, so they, you know, they're rolling out the implementation of the debt relief package for ESCOM, the 253 billion rand which we proposed a few years ago, because that's going to be critical to helping ESCOM um, save what money it does have and invest that in maintenance and new generation capacity. Um, because that's key to ending load shedding, and of course also to begin investing in 14,000 kilometers of new transmission lines, because that's really going to unlock renewable energy investments in the 3K provinces, and again, that's what we need to end low shedding. There's some support for Transnet, um, a loan guarantee of 47 billion rand. And again, one of Transnet's challenges is that it needs to invest in its infrastructure, it needs to widen its ports, to buy new machinery, cranes, etc. If we're to, to end the, the backlog of the ports, and that's important to, to, to ordinary people because that's going to unlock the mining and the manufacturing agricultural sectors, which are huge source of employment and we're under threat of losing jobs there and of course those are also huge sectors of company taxes which fund the state as well part of the reason why we're in a fiscal crisis is because the mining industry can't get its exports onto trains and out through our ports so this needs to 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 be addressed um we all know the problems of local government especially many rural communities across the provinces so there's some significant interventions i think in about 140 of them to try to build capacity to try to deal with corruption, so we hope that can materialize and wouldn't just be, you know, promises. There's a really huge infrastructure program for roads, for electricity, for, and especially for water. I think at people of Cape Town, we can, we know the value of that. Um, that's about 946 billion rand, so that's a huge chunk, but that's over three years. So I think for us, the key thing there is making sure you have capacity in municipalities and departments and the standard enterprises to actually spend the money, because at times you would see some municipalities don't know how to spend money and the money gets returned to treasury. So we hope that that can, can be achieved. Um, so it's a mixed bag. The, I know the one controversial issue is, which you think is necessary, but you can only do it once, and we hope you do it in a, it's done in a smart way, is to, the Reserve Bank has got about 500 billion rand worth of reserves. So they're going to withdraw 100 billion rand this year, then 25 billion rand into the next two years just to kind of help pay down some of the government debt and so forth. So that's the thing you can do once off. You can't do it all the time. Um, you need the currency there for emergencies and, of course, also to, to defend the value of the rand and so forth for speculators. But the do once off, and we hope it will be done in a way that gives support to ESCOM and Transnet because, again, that's money that's going to help unlock the economy and that it will be repaid um, in additional tax revenue for the state going forward. So I think for us, those are some of the key things. And of course, also, there's a, we're beginning to, to see we're on the issue of law enforcement because we've been quite concerned about the declining headcount in the police service. Um, they're now hiring an additional 20,000 in the pipeline. And we can now see the police headcount numbers beginning to increase again. Not far enough, not fast enough, but it's still progress. So I think for us, those are some of the positive things. And the negatives, and if you can touch on what you think the minister could and should be doing to stimulate economic growth. Yeah. So negative things, and again, there's positive parts to it as well. It's just I think for us it didn't go far enough. So the SOD grant and has all of its limitations, but it's still been an invaluable lifeline for 8 million unemployed persons. It's been extended for another year, so that's great. But it hasn't been adjusted for inflation, and it hasn't been adjusted for inflation since it started in 2020. So it remains 350, but it's, to us, it's, it's just beyond shameful that we can give politicians an increase uh, each year, but this SRD grant, we could never be bothered to give an increase. 
to people who are really the poorest of the poor. I think they should have increased it um, for inflation. But there is a you know, commitment that there are discussions about transforming it into a basic income grant, which I think is good. Um, you can't afford to leave 8 million or 12 million people behind no source of income society. And it's money which is not lost. It's money which goes into the economy. It helps to enable people to buy a loaf of bread and, and to go and look for work. The presidential employment program really has done quite great work. Um, it's helped you know, 1.7 million young people um, enter the labor market, get a salary, earn some experience and skills, which is key if they're, if they're to find long-term employment. The back of youth unemployment, which is really dangerously high at 60%. So we had really hoped that, as the president had said in the State of the Nation address two weeks ago, that that was going to be significantly increased. Uh, they've extended it, which is great, but they haven't increased the numbers. So it's going to take, it's going to provide opportunities for about 400,000 people at a time. And we really had hoped that they could have pushed that number up to 800,000 to a million, just so we can really begin to see uh, people get into the labor market and so forth. But I think for us in you know, Africa, what is the biggest thing is simply can we make sure we implement the budget? Um, that's always the challenge because you often find halfway through the year, departments are far behind their targets. You find the last part of the year, departments or municipalities start returning money. Um, and then you were said, well, look, we should have given that to somebody else who was actually going to spend it. But that's not the most critical thing. All right, we'll leave it there, Matthew. Thank you very much, Matthew Parks, a parliamentary coordinator for COSATU, reflecting on the budget speech delivered by uh, Finance Minister Inokodongwana yesterday. Of course, Mateo was there, well, not in the city hall, but within the precinct <laughs> covering it. And more importantly, he um, hosted a very important function uh, with Old Mutual yesterday where the minister spoke of the cuff, so there might be some insights he's going to share with us in a moment. But first.